You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast. Welcome to the Fanboy Garage. I'm Chris Lasanti, joined by my co-host Aaron Varola. Yo, what's up, folks? Welcome to episode 181 of the Fanboy Garage. Hope everyone's doing well. We got another episode for you. A lot has happened since we've last talked or delivered a podcast. D23 is done and dusted, but there is lots of news to kind of snack on. Uh, we'll give you a little bit of a recap of the latest episode of She-Hulk. Cobra Kai Season 5 is back in full swing, and it is chef's kiss good. Uh, Lord of the Rings show, Power of the Ring, or Rings of Power, actually, that's what it's called, uh, is about three episodes in, so we'll talk, give you a little bit more on that, and uh, we'll see what else kind of shakes out of our tree. Where do you want to start? You start D23? Yeah, I might as well go Monster. There. I think, I mean, sort of a monster. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the stuff... I mean, I guess it depends on how you where you were looking. So for Marvel stuff, it was not. I mean, they Marvel really went all in on um, on San Diego Comic Con this yeah. year, which was a little surprising, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, look, there's so much going on with Disney right now, uh, as you could tell that like they could afford to do that and then still yeah. have like plenty left for D twenty three. I mean, from a yeah, mo- it's it's interesting that you know, because DC had like fandom, which by the way is no longer a thing, um, and D twenty three is like all in, you know, on all things Disney, and they let some shows kind of shine. They had you know, there's other stuff beyond the other properties that they own. So I I kind of get it, but like that's a t- that's a time and a place to make it a big deal, I think. But like more people go to Comic Con. Right, your 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 bang for your buck is probably all in Comic Con versus D twenty three. Yeah, family, I would I, imagine. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, with DC fandom was never really the same thing. No, you know, obviously it was, you know, really there for. It was a nice thing for a couple of years, you know, during the pandemic when people couldn't go anywhere. But now, you know, they may need to figure out something new if that's where they want to go you know that route mm-hmm. you know maybe do a big thing i mean they certainly have enough under their umbrella now right you know where they could certainly they could do that um but i mean from a marvel studios perspective i mean we really just got um you know i mean we got some loki season two stuff right yeah um we got uh another we got a trailer or whatever for black panther again um, I didn't even see that. Yeah, they did that. We got Armor Wars, right? Yep. Which was the which that was not that was missing, right, from San Diego Comic Con. Um, in terms of like, like uh, they didn't announce. People were like, "Oh, what happened to that show?" And people thought that it yeah, was going away. Yeah, they didn't show anything. I think it was always on, it was still on the slate. Um, but you know, there's a lot on the slate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we know so- Matt Shackman. As we mentioned on the last episode, well, I guess now it's official that he's directing 
um, Fantastic Four, but they didn't do anything with that as far as announcements of a cast mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, we did get the really cool trailer for um, Werewolf Vision. by Night. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a, a Marvel Studios special presentation October 7th, directed by Michael Giacchino. Oh, I didn't know that. I, yeah, which is interesting. That looked really cool. Yeah, that you was. Know, uh, I li- really liked dope. the vibe of that trailer. Um, and what, I'm sorry, what were you saying before that? Oh, the Secret Invasion. Secret yeah. Invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Um, the Werewolf by Night is like. See, this is the thing, and I had this. Uh, I was on an, an auction. My good friend uh, Phil's auction uh, special effects comics and collectibles. So, if anyone is interested in that stuff, check that out. But, um, you know, we were talking a little bit about Thor, Love and Thunder, and people were like, ah, yeah, you know, it's like a little too much. And I get that, you know. I, I feel like we're just in a for, – for a company or a studio that, you know, got a lot of shit for having, quote, unquote, the blueprint, and now they've broken out of the blueprint. People are like, ah, what the hell's going on here? I, I just feel like they, they, they're more confident. They're allowing their directors to do – you know, their own thing. Um, it's less of everything, you know, th- that everything they're c- kind of creating is for pretty much everyone. It's stylized. It's going to be different. You know, if like that sort of retro, I-, I say retro, but I mean, this like, you know, if that fifties horror thing is like your jam, like this is for you. Right. Um, she Hulk is also very different. Uh, you know, I-, I feel like all of the content right now, doesn't, it feels different. Like there's still Marvel, but you know, there's a different like uh, flourish on each of these pieces of content, whether they hit or miss is a completely different conversation, but that's all what I'm talking about. Cause when you diversify your content, like you're going to be a little bit more divisive than, than you probably were before uh, when you were playing it safe. Not to say that they were playing it safe, but you know, they kind of did follow a blueprint with the exception of a couple of, films in the in the uh <clears throat> portfolio but uh for what it's worth I, I like i just i like the variety of it it you know i might watch something and be like this is total shit and it's not really what i'm into uh, and then i might watch something that i didn't expect to watch and be like wow i'm actually really enjoying that so i think that's what we're getting a lot of these days and that's cool well it's it's kind of what people have been asking for right which is ironic that yeah well, that's exactly what i said i'm like yeah everyone's complaining and you're still complaining and you're getting something different now you yeah. know what i mean i mean and then people can say well but it's not well but it's like okay so you literally just then you want what you want right <laughs> that's it yeah i mean they're giving you some diverse stuff they're they're taking some chances they're trying things not everything for me has been successful but um yeah I mean, you know, that's this is where they're at right now, Um, you know, and they're they're very deep into this. And, you know, it's people were complaining that everything was the same as, you know, and it was the formula and all of this stuff. And now, you know, things people are complaining that things are a little just they're goofy or whatever, or they don't they don't know where things fit. And it's like, all right, well, we'll see. Yeah, I I, I think there was a. There's two. There's a couple of things. One, I don't think Marvel actually knew where they were going until they were like already on the road. 
with the Infinity Saga? Yeah, that's clearly sure. Yeah, right. And this feels like we're we're very focused on like what's the new big thing, and there are like many new big things, right? That I feel are like in the works, and these are not like. In the next four or five years, you're gonna get this. It's like, nah, we're playing like the ten year game. Like, we're playing a long, yeah, long and game. and one that incorporates a different medium now. You know, with yeah. Disney Plus, you right. know, you it's not just movies. I mean, it's one thing, you know, when you're when you're just doing the movies and you know you're gonna have like a couple of movies, you know, three maybe four movies in some years, right? A year, it's a different strategy. Right? right, but now when you're starting to incorporate all of these Disney Plus shows, you're almost forced to now have to try some different things yeah. because you can't. I mean, not everything can be exactly the same, and now you're dipping into some characters that that don't necessarily fit into, you know, a specific mold. Right, so something like mm-hmm. a Moon Knight or a She Hulk, right, or whatever, uh, where they, right. you kind of have to go a little different with that stuff. So you're, and as things start to expand even more. You know, when you bring in a Fantastic Four, eventually you start incorporating the X-Men and stuff like that in. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to diversify a bit because they you know, they were focused, they were laser focused for the better part of a decade on telling that Infinity Saga story and essentially just kind of focusing on a, a handful of characters. I mean, yeah, they would introduce some here and there. But, you know, you had your Iron Man, right? You had Thor and Captain America. Um, and you had, you know, these are your, your big properties, right? So, mm-hmm. and you kind of just kept redoing those. And then you'd throw in a Guardians of the Galaxy here or there, right? Or you'd throw in right. an Ant-Man, right? And you'd slowly start to kind of, they built that way. And then Doctor Strange gets in, introduced. And then Spider-Man, like things like that. And you just, they kept adding along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're kind of all over the place because you know you you're gonna have a new Captain America. You know you don't have Iron Man, right? Right. Um, you know you so you're you're not gonna be able to go down that well, and you have to introduce some new characters or or push some other characters to the top, and and we don't know what's gonna be going on with Black Panther, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who you we assume was going to be a big part. Right of all of this, right. uh, and still may, but just in a different form. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things right now that are going on, and uh, and we'll see. You know, we'll see how what. The, and now you got Daredevil, and and now they're starting to incorporate yeah. that stuff in, and, and it's like, wow, there's a lot happening right now between you know getting the rights back to those Netflix properties and getting the rights to the Fox stuff. It's like all of a sudden now they have all of their properties under one roof for the most part. Right. And and this is what you're getting. I mean, whereas the original MCU was built on what they had access to, this is now like the sky's the limit because they have access to pretty much everything. Yeah. You know, except for maybe certain aspects of the Spider-Man universe, which you know, they don't really whatever. <laughs> Right. You know, they have access to use Spider-Man if they want. And I'm sure if they needed to, they could get the rights to anything else that they wanted at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you're, you're talking about now like, well, we still have to do the X-Men. And, you know, what else from the Netflix stuff are we going to see, if anything? Uh, you know, right. so there's all of this stuff now that, 
you know, it does a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they could they could do like a phase six that is completely different. Right. You know, I mean, just look, look at look at the roundup of the Thunderbolts. Right. Right. There you go. That I mean, so two characters were introduced in the Black Widow. One pops up in Hawkeye. Val is introducing in Captain or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. Um, Ghost is from the Ant-Man movie. Uh, Taskmaster again from from Black Widow. Um, Bucky, so right. he's OG. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm missing one other. I think there's. Oh wait, who'd you go? Who'd you do? I said, uh, what, whatever his name is, Red. Uh, whatever. What whatever his name is. So there's a the Black David Wid- Harbor character. You're yeah, about? David Harbor character. Uh, the new Black Widow, Bucky. Ghost, Taskmaster. There's like two more, maybe three more. I don't even remember. Kind of like doing the lineup, but I'm like missing the left hand side. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyways, go ahead. No. The point is, is that some of the, most of some of these characters were introduced in like not well made films, and some. Oh, Val is also on the left hand side. Sorry, um, and U.S. Agent. U.S. By Agent. The way. Yep. Introduced in television shows. So it's like, you know, whether that was the thing that they were, I mean, it feels like that's what they exactly what they were setting up. Val, it was putting her Thunderbolts team together. Right. Uh, Which is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's been seeded for how many, I mean, literally since before the pandemic, technically, you know what I mean? Because she was, she popped up, she was supposed to pop up in Black Widow. So, right. Long games. Very, very long games. And by the time we get by the time we see Kang, it'll be three years. Like officially see Kang. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, at so, least that we know of. Right. I mean, you but, never know. They could But yeah, so you know, they're setting up they set up Star Fox. Uh you know, in the Eternals, there you know, they set up Blade, which you don't even see Blade, and Blade's not even like Blade's way down the road. You know what I mean? Which is weird because, like, Blade's weird, but we've yet, they've had that cast now, seems like, for nine years, <laughs> right? Like, they <laughs> yeah, announced correct. that for a long time. Meanwhile, the Fantastic Four, we still don't have a cast. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But, I mean, look, whatever, we've got Riri, or, like, Riri Williams, Ironheart, she's coming. Right, and, and we still don't know, like, how does, um, you know, how does some of these other characters, like, factor, like, how does She-Hulk factor in to this? Yep. Like, you know, besides Echo. the show. Echo. Uh, Kate Bishop. Yeah. You know? Um, so there's a lot of stuff happening. I, and, I, like, I'm trying to, I'm, like, trying to look at all the Marvel stuff that was, that was, uh, you know, sort of debuted. Um. So the Werewolf by Night stuff we talked about, Secret Invasion, Armor Wars, Loki, Fantastic Four, Thunderbolts, uh, Daredevil, the Marvels, freaking the Leader, Tim Blake Nelson coming back. Yeah. What? Yes. Talk about it. Yeah. 
Right? There's a deep cut within the MCU. Oh my gosh, for Captain America. I, I, I guess this was because uh, I did read something, but I guess it was wrong. Someone was saying that there was going to be a Scarlet Witch film. Oh, I think that was a yeah. That was one of those rumors that yeah got started. And... Yeah, people were like, oh my god, where's the Fantastic Four cast and the X Men coming? Oh my gosh, where's <laughs> what's happening with Wanda? It's like, really, you want to throw more stuff on the slate? <laughs> There's still like three films that haven't been titled that that haven't been announced yet. Three or three pieces of content, I should right. say. I don't yes. know if it's a film or a show or whatever. Either way. Which means that they either – I mean you would have to think they know what that's going to be, but yeah. there's probably a, a very good reason why they can't announce it yet, and it probably is because it's something we've – like maybe a surprise that we've yet to see Yeah, in something else, whatever. Yeah. You yeah. Know. You know, there's still still rumors that there's another Spider-Man trilogy in the works, so, you know, well, it's coming. You know, there's, there's some some – Interesting stuff in development, I should say, uh, coming out of Marvel. And, and I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> – I'm just going to say because like that was like, oh, you just eat it all up. I'm like, you know what? Because I just – I'm – it's like going to a buffet and being like, I feel like chicken nuggets today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not like they're a little soggy, you know, or now just go over to the mac and cheese or I'm going to have a little bit of lasagna today or whatever. You know what I mean? Like – that's kind of feel. That's kind of how I feel like what's happening right now. Versus like, you go in, you get your like your TV dinner, and it's all laid out in front of you. And right now, it's like you pick and choose. Some shit isn't for you. Fine, it's gonna be for somebody else. You know, I heard a lot of people because it's been two episodes since we've done the passing She Hulk. A lot of people getting pissed off about the the twerking. Of She-Hulk, right? <laughs> like, really? It's yeah. not made for you, then. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, like, but I, yeah, I mean, although to be fair, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in love with She-Hulk. You know, I, I liked, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about the first episode. I liked the second episode a lot. Um, these last couple of episodes have been, they've had their moments, but like, I think at this point the CGI is starting to get to me now. Like when I saw that first episode, I was like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but now the more you see it, like when she's walking and stuff, it it looks pretty she bad. Like she's a little janky, a little yeah, like a little jerky. Like, she kind of like moves differently. Yeah, than it's like you're waiting else. to see the pixels start to pop a little bit. Yeah, although I, I will say there was the the part where she's out on the dates, um, was probably some of the best CGI I've seen. I guess yeah, because some of it I was like, damn, like that actually looks really good. Um, it's when she's in the office is when I get kind of thrown off a little bit because like the hue of the green gets super light and then she's got like makeup on her face. So that's also a little I'm weird. just not sure. <clears throat> like when you say, well, this show's obviously then it's not for you. If you don't like I'm trying to figure out who the show is for. My wife loves it because I like some of my couple of my female friends, they hate it. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. uh, and so I'm just like. I don't know. Like I, I like if it's, uh, it's it's interesting to me like if your if your fan base is not over the moon over something like this. Yeah. Like I mean I guess yeah, you do eventually technically I guess they need to bring some more people to the table with these shows, but yeah, I mean I'm not I don't know. I think it's it's 
fine. Like I don't I don't hate the episodes. I'm not like like Moon Knight I really just disliked. Mm-hmm. Uh this I don't dislike. I mean it's it's got entertaining elements to it for sure. And she's just great. I just love her. Um yeah. But yeah, uh, overall I'm I'm not like, oh my god, this this show. This is a character I need to see more of. Cuz again, yeah. like I want to know like how this character ultimately will fit because again, no matter how much we talk about like the buffet and the, the variety and the diversity and all of that stuff and you pick and choose, at the end of the day this is a connected universe. Right. And ultimately this is supposed to lead to a big event, right? Yeah, but and yeah, how I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I guess the Guardians of the Galaxy managed to fit in right. their way, you know, in with this, but like this character, I don't know. Like and and look, I'm not saying it can't. I'm just saying I'm I'm sitting here wondering like as she's breaking like the fourth wall and stuff and doing That's all that stuff like She's going to end up connecting with Deadpool when that shit drops. Yeah, but how does that con- you know what I mean? Like the yeah, thing is like, I, like how I, do I they see what connect? you're saying like to, to me though it's it's like a tonality thing. Like the show is tonally is is different. Sure. Right? Like, but like, look at what happened with Thor. Thor went from like a like you know, sort of a, almost a fairly serious. Well, yeah, Kenneth Branagh was directing the first right. one, and, so a very serious yeah. approach to the character, and now he's gone full slapstick. Yes, and he still works. Right. You see what I'm saying? So like. That I almost feel is almost is almost is getting harder to kind of reconcile. Yes, um, because now it's becoming like if they all look and sound the same, like that's just not gonna work. You know, like if you have to match Thor's humor with that of the Guardians of the Galaxy with that of like She Hulk, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, shit's gonna get a little murky. right because you don't want to have two. Because any other thing too is the more comedic leaning characters you have. The the novelty wears off. That's right. For that, yeah. And the so day like, all of a sudden they're not like that standout. They're not diverse. You know, they're not that thing that's like okay, well that's a little different. That's cool. And yeah. and they're like the oddballs of the group. Like how Guardians of the Galaxy just kind of like it's almost like people like are sitting around look at them going, who the hell are these guys? Like that's yeah. you can't have that if it's Thor. <laughs> you can't have that if it's you know Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy and She Hulk and right, you know right, right, whatever right. you know Deadpool if they do it and all of that. Like yeah, I mean I think I think at this point they they are you know they are still building the universe and it is getting very very big. Yes, and and I think that's the thing. I think they will find the right chemistry to work with the right characters. <laughs> Yeah, either that you know or they I'm just saying? won't factor or, or, in to a bit. Like maybe She-Hulk, let, let's, again, I don't want to write this stuff now, but let's say like in the big event, the Avengers movies, right, that are going to end this thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe She-Hulk pops up for a moment. You know, I mean, like it, has the big all, moment. It's all, about, it's all about who's writing and directing it. She could be right. completely different. I mean, Hulk, that, well, that's for, true. for all intents and purposes, is a completely different character. So like... She could come in and be like, kind of like Bruce. You called me, and and that 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 humor, that like sort of that little taste of it would be enough. But then she gets serious, right? And like, you know, like oh shit, there's actually stakes involved here. Like I gotta get. I mean, I think that was part of that was the part where, um, with Peter Quill, for example, is a great example. All fun and games until Gamora dies, and then he like loses his shit. Right. You know what I mean. 
and he and he you know like that hum- that humanity comes out of him it's not funny anymore um so i think i think there was ways to to kind of work those characters in although at least yeah with peter quill though at least we we knew even from the beginning like his that comedy and that stuff was really a way for him to it was a it was a um, a shield Right. Right. It was right. like a way, a device, a coping mechanism for him right. to deal with what happened, you know, with his mom. So, uh, so Drax, we always, on the ha- other hand, right. Well, that's yeah. But, but you can get away with it with Drax cause he's just big and you know, you know he's that he's, muscle. he's a dude. Exactly. He's a he's destroyer, a but he just, you know, if he's got to speak, he's not, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could, you know, that's always possible, but I, I better not watch, see her, break the fourth wall though in like an avengers movie well no but yeah no, I, again not that she's gonna be a, necessarily a featured character in that i mean well, well she might well maybe I mean, not was, i mean it could be like in end game and, and infinity war when all of a sudden you get like a million people on screen and it's like oh yeah, yeah and there's you know and she, she's giving you the commentary Oh god no <laughs> no definitely do not need that wongers no yeah oh man yeah, whatever. Right. There, like, and that's the thing. It, there's, for, look, I look at Wandavision, total fucking. Oh my god, so different, right? And yet, you put that into the hands of Sam Raimi, and he does some wild stuff with it. You know what I mean? Like. Some of the stuff with Wanda and like kind of like leaning in a little bit more on the dark side and all that stuff. Like I just like those are two very different things. Now, granted, like the characters are in very two different places, but it's still the same character, you know? Yeah, although I think WandaVision was intentionally like because, you know, WandaVision, we were like she was making herself different. Yeah, like the character itself ultimately wasn't different. Like when she's real Wanda. Like you know, she's she snaps out. Yeah, she's Wanda. Drone. Right. She's yeah. still the same Wanda. But, you know, it's when they're when they're what you know, you're watching like a 50s sitcom and stuff like that. That was done purposely. But yeah, whereas with this, it's this is what the character is. You know, yeah. I this, mean, I, I, the, the closest then the closest comparison would be like the Hulk, for example. And he's he's used sporadically in in the series. Yes. You know what I mean? Where you don't, you know. You don't really understand Banner, although you know you know we all know who Banner is. Right. And then he disappears, and we see like Raging Hulk out in Sakar, and then he comes back, and he's like Smart Hulk. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a completely different character. Now. I mean, it's Hulk's like, yeah, that character's greatest moments all come in Avengers. Right. You know, um, for both, to be honest with you, both Banner yeah. and Hulk. Yeah, um, I mean it's a perfect blending, but and then but then you again you look at going back to Thor, like Thor, like we talked a little bit about this when we did the review for for uh, Love and Thunder, but like dumb dumb Thor is like not working anymore. Right, it's getting it's getting super stale, and he needs to get real serious. Like Jock Thor is not working. No. I mean, not right. I I mean, at some point, that's got to like you figure that's just a phase you went through. Yeah. And but like, okay, it's now we gotta something has to happen now to get him out of that. Yeah, maybe maybe it's like the seriousness of his having a kid or something. Although, or he's <laughs> gotta just maybe get him away from Taika Waititi at this point. 
Yeah. Who clearly has a, an idea of what he wants that character to be. Right. And, you know, I don't think Fat Thor did him any favors because everyone now just looked immediately that solidified the character as a goofy character. Right. Um, right. You know, and yeah. So that's what, but, you know, look, the movies are still making money. Oh, yeah. I mean, are. Thor, Love and Thunder for all the talk of. You know, Marvel fatigue and oh look and blah blah blah. I mean, it's going to wind up doing like close to three hundred fifty million dollars domestic. Yeah, you know, and had it had if it got a release in China and Russia, it would have blown past Thor Ragnarok worldwide. Right. You know, because right. it's it's over seven hundred fifty million worldwide without those two markets, and and Ragnarok did like close to 150 million or over 150 million in Russia and China combined. Right. You know, so you're talking about $900 million potentially if, if it had opened in those two markets and done the same. So, yeah, yeah I mean, so that was all crap. And then the yeah, movies make a lot of money and talking. which is on, you know, I guess in a way it's kind of unfortunate because now you don't want them to say, okay, this is just what people want Thor to be. But Thor's got a lot, I mean, you know, we'll see where Thor winds up, right. you know, as this goes. I mean, who knows? Thor could be the next of the originals to go. Yeah. You know, yep. I Although, mean, these actors yeah, can't kinda, stay forever. They kind of left them open. Yeah. They kind of left them open, but, um, you know, right now his story is on the hook, I should say. Like, it's just kind of waiting, or the character is on, on the hook. Just kind of, like, sitting it out on the sidelines. Yeah. Because he, you know, at this point, you don't, you know, he's doing his thing. You don't even even need to think about him. You don't even need to worry about him. Um, and because there's so many damn other characters you can slot in or, you know, be introduced to. So whatever, I'm cool with it. Mm. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 really 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 keen to better understand like what happens after Wakanda Forever. Right. Like that to me is like the the key. And maybe that's maybe that's some of the missing stuff too. Yeah. Cause you can't you can't necessarily like jerk around with that. And it does it does, certainly doesn't feel like they're jerking around with that at all. Like uh there's gonna be some sort of resolution that sets things up and, and obviously we see, you know, some some characters from that from that uh, film franchise make its way over to Secret Invasion. So like, and so like that, and that's the thing too. Like Secret Invasion is happening, right? And I'm like, what is okay? So there's like another, there's like subplots that we're kind of exploring here, and like, where does all that go? Yes. So there's just yeah, there's a lot to sink our teeth into. Yeah, because the um, scroll thing has been building now for a while. For a while, and I, I mean, I can't imagine that. A Disney Plus show is going to be the no. end of that. <laughs> no. I mean, so it's like the Marvels has to have some sort of connection there. Obviously, there was, uh, you know, the at the end of WandaVision, that's what connected uh, Mo- Monica? Monica yeah. Rambo? Yep. Yeah. To, to that. Spider-Man, right? Uh, far From Home. Had a connection to that. So, like, again, they, you know, planting the seeds for quite a while for this. Where it all goes, you know, what what it all means, shoulder shrug, I don't know. But anyways, let's move off of the 
Was yeah. there anything else on the Marvel stuff? Because there was some Star Wars stuff that was... No, kinda... yeah, let's go over to the Lucasfilm side. Yeah, so um, Lucasfilm. Uh, let's let's start with Indiana Jones. Okay. Trailer shown or something, some footage. Right, yeah, footage, I think they And said. there was, I think, um, some concept art that was shown. Uh, great. I need to see a trailer. I yeah, am super skeptical. <laughs> I love, and by the way, I love Indiana Jones with the exception of uh, Crystal Skull. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's it, the other thing, too, is you're coming off of that. Yeah. Which doesn't help. Um, you know, so it doesn't, like, I'm not exactly juiced about it to begin with. Yeah. Um, Geriatric but, Jones. Yeah, we'll see. I'm like, that's my neighborhood. Is everything right? all right back there? I don't know. They're Do coming we, to get me. Something we need to know. Oh my gosh. Let's see what's going on. I'm going to check my ring camera. Huh. What's going on here? I don't know. I don't see any lights. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. If I get pulled from the show, I didn't do it. Um. Yeah, so. Eh, I don't know. I just. I just feel like it's just wringing out that washcloth for every last little drop that they can get out of it. But, and you know, I, like God bless Harrison Ford and his emotional reaction to his last time playing Indiana Jones. Like that's, that's heartfelt. I, I, that's great. But my dude, mm. You're not. You haven't delivered a real good film in a little bit now, so uh, that's not going to do it for me. Uh, so we'll see. Um, moving along through the Lucasfilm showing, uh, Willow dropped another trailer. Yeah, and I am, mm, I am set for that. <laughs> I am down for Willow, big time, big time. Like. I don't know what it is, man. Like my little, the little Aaron in me is like jumping out of his skin. Like let's do it, man. Even though like Mad Martigan's not around, but like you know, Warwick Davis and all that, that world and the music and um, there's a there's a scene in the trailer where like they they kind of show the he goes, oh, I'm gonna do it again with my friends. Like how did you know? How did you? How are you gonna beat me? He's like, I'm gonna beat you with my friends, and they do like a quick little flashback. To some of the older the uh, characters from the movie, mm-hmm. oh man, I don't know why, man. Willow just hits me. It's good stuff. Okay, excited about Willow. Um, was there anything else besides the Star Wars stuff? Not really. No, no. And and then we so so then there's a couple of Star Wars things. There, I think the Bad Batch got a, I think another trailer or something. Yep. <clears throat> I'm down for that. Um, I've already been down for that. There's the new show, uh, which is, what is it called? Um, what, uh, Tales of the Jedi, oh, which, okay. which is, uh, which is Clone Wars esque. It's got like these little shorts. They, yeah, they, look, the anime, they look really the good. Different, different with, uh, Dooku and stuff. They're telling like six different stories, right? Yeah. It's animated. Yeah. Yeah. So that looked really cool. 
Um, there was a sort of first look at the Star Wars Skeleton Crew. That's a Jude Law movie that's coming. That's John Watts. Our series, I'm sorry. Right. That's right. John Watts directed I have no idea that. what the hell that looks like. So great that they announced that. Yeah. Um, we got our first look at uh, Natasha Lou Bordizzo as Sabine Wren in Ahsoka. Right. So that's pretty cool. Um, although, it was it much of a look. I, I don't think so. Uh, but they're like literally ripping cartoon work from from uh, like animated work from yeah. uh, Rebels. Well, the thing is, you have to. I mean, when you when you're gonna do that, and it's the same people doing it. I mean, you have to. You have to do it that way, right? You yeah. can't just like completely reinvent the character. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, the big things were the Mandalorian trailer. Mm-hmm. And, well, the Andor stuff. I mean, Andor is coming. I am week. like, dude, I don't need to see shit for Andor anymore. I, I saw that one trailer and I was like, I'm done. That's good. I'm involved. I'm in it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm all in it. Yeah, it. And and you know, it's funny because Tony Gilroy, yeah, who actually directed Rogue One, right? The version that we saw in theaters, for the most part. Uh, I mean, he he's directing a lot of the episodes. Yeah, and and it's kind of he's like running the show here. Oh, what happened to Gareth Edwards? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's on the bench. That's where he's at, punk ass bitch. You talk about a guy whose star fell rapidly. Yeah, he took one for the team. It's not quite Josh Trank. No, I mean that's 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 a whole different thing. But yeah, I mean this is a guy who you know they gave him Godzilla. As far as I'm concerned, he shit the bed on that. I mean, I know it made a lot of money, but that was a that didn't work for me. And then he was doing Rogue One. And I mean, I I could only imagine like what his, I mean, apparently his stuff was like almost unwatchable. Yeah, I could. I would love to s- kind of see what some of that stuff was like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it pretty much tells you. They probably gave a funeral screening and then said, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tells you all you need to know about that when you just look at who's doing Andor. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it looks great. I mean, twelve episodes. So you know long series and then they're going to do another 12 episodes of season two and wrap it up and that's apparently going to bring us up to rogue one so that's cool cool. um yeah that looks awesome and the mandalorian trailer was just all kinds of awesome yeah i mean just it looks this season looks massive yeah they yeah they showed uh they showed this trailer at uh celebration um i know because i saw it not because I was at Celebration, but because I saw the leaked footage. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty dope. It looks pretty dope. Um, I Yeah, it can't come soon enough. I don't know when. It's, it's sometime in 2023, so... Yeah, they just on. keep saying 2023, so... Yeah. Um, and that's fine. I mean, we're in September yeah, of 2022 already, so... Yeah. It'll probably be like January. Um, so yeah, that just looks epic. Uh, it just looks 
massive and the sets look great again great callbacks to some of the things that we've seen in in animation so um yeah remember when they made star wars movies i know right dude it was like forever ago although like last time we we had an episode you know i think someone was interviewing ryan johnson about um about his uh his new film was it onion oh the knives out sequel yeah glass onion um and yeah he's still on board to do his his trilogy oh god you know, look, nothing against her. I'm not, I don't say that because I hate, I love The Last Jedi, but it's just like, no, please. <laughs> like, I, I almost feel like they need to just learn their lesson from the success of some of these Disney Plus shows and just, I think, just use them to find where your sweet spot is. Yeah. And then make a trilogy. Or a movie, at least, off of that, and then see where it goes. Yeah, it's gonna be, t- you know, because you're, t- you're, t- these Disney Plus, yeah, these Disney, well, hopefully, uh, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, it'll be Patty Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, these Disney Plus shows, which are bringing in a, a new audience to Star Wars, right? Uh, I mean, as people talking about all of these shows and excited for these shows that, I'm not even sure if they saw the movie, the pre, the sequel trilogy. Yeah, like I, everyone that I know talks about how excited they are for these shows, for Andor and for all this stuff, and it's like, okay, so you know, just maybe take a lesson from that, and maybe we just need to do, let's just do something different, you know, let's let's maybe create some new characters and go off of that, maybe. Um, take something that works in one of these shows and make a movie off of that. Yeah. You know, like maybe that's the way to go with this. Yeah. You know, we're in a new world now where the movies don't have to drive the TV. The TV can drive the movies because obviously they're having... I mean, it's happening on the Marvel side. Yeah, I mean, Marvel's still clearly doing both. But like for Star Wars, since there's not really much happening right now... um, on the movie side and they just there's been all these stops and starts and you know this yeah. one's got a gonna do no and now that's out and now this one's gonna do a thing and now that's out yeah. well you know you got all these cool people and all these great creators doing all this great work on disney plus shows it's like well why don't we just maybe go that route take some of them and have them come up with an idea mm-hmm. for something whatever it is um, that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau need to be like the godfathers of whatever comes next cinematically. Yeah. Because they, they are, they are probably the ones that are creating the most star Wars collectively with, you know, a smattering of quite prolific directors to kind of shape really interesting stories, but also like make this world feel a little bigger than, you know, it, it has felt in a while in my opinion. So yeah, we'll see, but I'm not, you know, I'm also not like chomping at the bit for a movie. No, I'm not either. I, I like prefer the, you know, long form episodic, yeah 
shows. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. Um I, I think I think we're as fans you get a lot more. I remember when when Obi Wan rapped, I remember people going like, "Ah, oh, that would have been better if it was a movie." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" No, that actually probably needed to be longer. Yeah, that needed like two more episodes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, unless you were going to cut out certain things altogether, and then you could have condensed it into like a movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it it yeah, that probably would have worked better as a a longer show. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it's funny because, you know, growing up being a fan of both Star Wars and Star Trek, like Star Trek was always the thing that was like, well, Star Trek's made for television Mm -hmm. and like, you know, the movies were there, whatever, you know, they, but Star Trek is really at its best in tell in long form storytelling, you know, because episodic storytelling, that's what it was made as, that's what it's best as. I mean, yeah, you can have these, you know, movies every so often that are like these, you know, one-off kind of action-adventure event pictures, but it's best as a television show. And Star Wars was movies. Right. right? I mean, the idea of there was no such thing as Star Wars television back then. Um, And Star Wars was meant to be like this, you know, big, huge, epic, movie franchise and now here we are all these years later and it's like star wars is now like we're we're both sitting here right as children of star wars sitting here saying like yeah, i don't really need a movie i'm good but just give me more tv shows mm-hmm. like who knew that star wars could become like this episodic tv format you know juggernaut it's weird yeah yeah and succeed yeah. In such a way that like it has now transcended like the geek culture. It's like everyone loves Grogu, you know? Like, do you even know who Yoda is? <laughs> I don't care, he's cute. Right. Guy. Look at that little thing. I mean, if you if you went back and told like, you know, ten year old me that there would be a time when, you know, the I would be able to turn on my TV and I'd have a a channel, let's just say, right? Because it wouldn't have been a streaming service back then, mm-hmm. where it would be like a ton of Star Trek television series. And then there would be another channel that would give me a ton of Star Wars television series. I'd be like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what to do with that. So, And both franchises would have trouble getting movies off the ground. <laughs> right. That's what that is wild to me. Yeah, but it's a sign of the times, I guess, and you know the way people consume content these days. And yeah, I mean, it's not as imperative nah. for them to have because I mean, look, Star Wars doesn't need to make another dime, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. And yeah, I mean, Star Trek obviously is not quite the same property but i mean it's always been a tv based thing anyway so if yeah. you can use it to you know propel your streaming service then then that's fine um since networks stopped being really fair and friendly to shows like that anyway mm-hmm. um you know then we need to have these streaming services for for sci-fi fans uh it's a blessing because sci-fi shows especially in the last like 20 years or even 10, 15 years have just not fared well, especially on networks named sci-fi. Yeah. Which 
didn't give a crap about sci-fi shows. Go figure. Mm-hmm. NBC Universal show. Yeah. Uh, so. Property. Yeah. And I mean, in the Orville this past season was just amazing television. So, you know, hopefully that continues. They still haven't gotten a renewal yet for that. But, um, yeah, I just adored this last season of that show, too. So, like, there's some amazing stuff on right now that never would have had a chance if it was just broadcast networks mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, cable over the air, all that. So, yeah, um, it's certainly an interesting time. But speaking of streaming services and shows, uh, we had a few uh, that we've been watching. And, and obviously the first one is Cobra Kai, which is back. And um, I now, I wound up binging the entire season Friday night. Um, you know, Dude, you're crazy. I threw it on and I was like, you know what? I'll watch a couple of episodes, you know, just cause something on. And then I will, uh, maybe I'll resume the next day, maybe finish it Saturday. Cause they're not long episodes. Um, and I just was like, I no. I just watched all in one shot. And, uh, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I loved this season. I just, I'm invested in all of these characters. Yeah. Um, I love how they balance the nostalgia and the, the kind of wink, wink stuff that they do while also keeping it within like the storyline. So it's not like it, the show understands exactly what it is and it's not completely poking fun at itself, you know, cause it's, it is serious storytelling, but it does have that idea where it's like, we know. Yeah, you know, like it, 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 it is not uh, underestimating the intelligence of the audience. Right. Yeah. At all. No. And it's it's great. It's sprinkled with a bunch of like nice little Easter eggs and some fan service stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, but that, you know, that's par for the course for, for this show. But it, like it has not lost its, no. its footing at all. And I mean, I know you're, you're still halfway through, so yeah. we, we can't get into too much about it. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, and the thing is like, I'm at the point now with it where it's like, okay, I love this show. It's still going strong, but like, I, I almost hope that if they do get another season that it's maybe now we think about ending it, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I mean, they think there is only so much you could do so right. many characters you could bring back so many kind of versions of the same story that you can retell. Oh, Hillary Swank has yet to return, my friend. Oh boy. <laughs> Does that count? Does that is that uh, canon? It's the same Miyagi, man. It is. She hasn't done but... jack shit lately. Huh. Well, um, like, oh shit, I guess I'm going to need to see Hillary Swank. Yeah. Oh my god. So, you know, I, Miyagi's but Miyagi's long lost disciple. I wouldn't mind if if they do do one more season that that's the final one. <laughs> but who knows. Oh man. I love the show. I do. It's great. Yeah. It's great shit. I just love I just, you know, and and it's it's nuanced. In for what it's worth, yes. it's nuanced. It's it's the the you know, that little kid Kenny is a great example of and again, halfway through, so I don't know where he ends up, but like he's been bullied 
and he now relies on Cobra Kai for strength and confidence. So you, I can't hate on that little kid being a little jerk. You can't hate on him. I get it. You want to, you want to bully the bullies. Anyone who's ever been bullied wants to get back at your bully. So hey, you know, I dig it. I, I, I you know, I end up saying to myself, if I were in the valley. Would I be a Cobra Kai, a Miyagi-Do, or, e- or an Eagle Fang? I don't know. I'd probably be a Cobra Kai. Yeah, you, you feel Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah. No mercy. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. I dig it. Um, it's, it's hard to stop, actually. It's why I was 10 minutes late. That's what I mean. That's exactly what it is. Uh you know, and the funny thing is, like, the writing is on the wall. Like, you, I know, you know, like, at the end of the season, the episode that I just watched with Tori, I'm like, oh, I know who she's talking to. And then, sure enough, my wife is like, damn. Yeah. Like, you got to do a show? <laughs> Can we just watch the next episode? Like, yeah, it, it is that kind of show. It's it's crazy to think that it, it has become like that. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I like I said I I couldn't stop. I it's could good. not stop watching it, and that doesn't happen to me very often. But I was like, no, nah, there's no way I'm going to go to bed tonight without <laughs> finishing this, without watching this. Like I yeah. can't. I mean, thankfully I started it early enough, and it's again the whole season's not that long because most of the episodes, except for the last one, are like thirty minutes. Right? Yeah, like thirty. They get to they start to gradually get a little longer. So like mm. they start around thirty, then they get up to about thirty five, and then I think the last one's about forty eight minutes. Okay. But um, but yeah, like I you know, so it didn't you know, it's not like it was twelve hours of my life, but still, yeah, I just I was like, no, I have to. I don't care if there's nothing else to watch this weekend. Yeah. Like I I have to finish this now. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to watching more of it. So I, um, and I also, I watched the first two episodes. I have not seen the third one of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I had heard some mixed things about it. But, uh, you know, I thought it, it looks great, and it should for the money that they're spending on it. Right. Uh, you know, for $250 million a season. For, what is it, like eight episodes or something? Yeah, That's something like that. A lot of cash. Uh, so it looks great. It sounds great. Um, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm, I'm invested in these characters right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'll give it a shot. You know, I'll watch a couple more episodes. Are you like big into Lord of the Rings? I wouldn't say big. So I, as a, like, I never read the book. I okay. read The Hobbit. At in like in school, because yeah. a kid, because The Hobbit is just like a, it's like a children's book basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, and I was never like a big fantasy. Like I never did Dungeons and Dragons. Never, it's never really my thing. Um, so I was never like, I would never really consider myself a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And I didn't even go see like the Fellowship of the Ring. Actually, I didn't see the Fellowship of the Ring or the Two Towers in theaters. Mm. I didn't really have a lot of interest. Um, I, the first Lord of the Ring, what got me into Lord of the Rings was when I saw the Two Towers, it came on TV one day. 
Like, I mean, not on, you know, on TV, like on Cinemax or something, whatever, HBO one day. And I just happened to have it on. And I, when I saw us, I was like, holy crap. I was like, wow, this is, this is like the scope of this is ridiculous. And I was like, all right. So then I went back and watched and then I became a fan of the movies. Um, because they're so well done, you know, and the like the Hobbit movies, not so much. Um, like the Hobbit movie suffered because it should never have been three movies. You know, originally it was supposed grab. originally it was supposed to be two. Even that's yeah. pushing it. But like essentially the what was the middle chapter in that? Was that the the Desolation of Smog? The Desolation of Smog. That movie essentially has the majority of the book in it. Yeah. And then like this the first movie's a lot of like filler stuff and the end is like it's like I almost feel like if they would have taken a little bit from the first movie and yeah, the first half the of Hobbit Desolation of Journey. Yeah, and the first half of Desolation of Smog, and that's your first movie, and then you make the second movie is the second half of Desolation of Smog, and then a little bit from the the, the last movie, like yeah. you get a much better. I think it would have been much better, but whatever. Like they throw a whole lot of shit in that. Yeah, just, they're just pulling stuff out, from appendices. Yeah, it's so that that wasn't ideal, but uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say like I'm this like huge fan. Mm. Um. But, it, you know, if it's well made and it's telling me good stories, then I'll certainly get into it just like I got into the movies, right. you know. Um, but I'm not like an automatic, you know, like that's not, I'm not the person that's like, oh, I'm sold just because it's called Lord of the Rings. Like, I'm not there with that franchise. Yeah. So um, reader of the books, but only after watching the movies. But like I am old school. Because I grew up watching the animated right. version of those first. And then I'll never forget. My dad was like, uh, hey, you want to go see the this movie? Uh, Fellowship of the Ring or whatever. And I was like, what? what? And he's like, you, you remember the movies I used to show you? And I was like, uh, vaguely? And then I remember watching it. And I was like, oh, shit. Yes, I do remember this stuff. And I remember like. Man, I had such a blast in the theater watching that movie. And then I, it ended, and I'm like, wait, wait, there's more stuff. Wait, I know that there's gut, you know, because it ends on the cliffhanger. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? They didn't get rid of the ring. Wait, oh, shit, there's two more movies. Um, And so I kind of consumed everything that there was, you know, in the, in the meantime of Lord of the Rings and, like, rereading The Hobbit. Like, I've read The Hobbit more times than I can probably count, Um, you know. So, like, this is an interesting – and I also read this in Marillion. Um, so, like, this is an interesting take on some of those characters. I think the hard part for me to digest, like, while I'm interested and I'm invested in sort of the story, I, to your point, I'm not really invested in some of the characters because some of them are also not from the books at all. Right. Like they're made for the TV show. Um. And I'm I'm interested about like what this is supposed to be, but like I'm like, is this like a one and done series? Because it feels like it could get very long in the tooth because it doesn't really move fast. There's a you know there's a lot of setup. Yes. In these episodes, and my biggest hangup is that I've become so accustomed, and I absolutely adore. 
Peter Jackson's universe that he created that I automatically in my mind's eye try to draw parallels to that stuff. And that's not good for me. Uh, cause it takes me out of the film, out of the show. Cause I'm like, ah, that doesn't like I, we met, we meet orcs in the third episode and I'm like, they kind of look the same. They kind of don't look the same. And then, you know, I have to remind myself of the TV budget, but I'm like, damn, for that much, much money, like actually you should actually look a little better. Um, yeah. So the verdict is still out. Like I'm watching it and yeah, that's where I am. I'm, you know, cause it's, it's interesting and it's, you know, it's, uh, and, and look, let's be honest. So, I mean, I know you, you obviously loved fellowship, like fellowship of the ring. Granted, it's a movie. It's not a TV show, but it, it, it's a slow burn too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's I mean, just you're a little bit more familiar with the characters and stuff. Yeah, but... it's the third act of that film, man. I just did it. Yes. For me. I mean, we haven't gotten to the third act of the no. show yet, but But like, you know, when when uh Boromir makes makes the run for the ring. Yeah. That whole that whole that whole sequence, man. That's the best of that's like some good cinema, man. That's like some of the best cinema. Out there. Oh, yeah. You know, where you, it, it's almost like. I mean, yeah, listen, that's as good a trilogy as is ever. Yeah, I mean, been, that, that, right? that, that is a, that is a nearly close to perfect trilogy in my mind. And, and unlike many, the, the third movie is the best one. That third movie is like top notch. Yeah. So, which is unusual, right? Mm-hmm. For trilogies, usually like by the third, you're like, ah, it's okay. Just get to the finish line. Right. But they kind of went in true to form. Like they, the first movie is a slow burn building up, kind of introducing you to everything. The second movie kind of doesn't really is a true second movie, second um, entry, right? Cause it doesn't really have like its own mid beginning, middle and end. Yeah. They're just like, here's some more characters and some more players on the board. Yeah. Yeah, and then you bring it home for the third movie. So, but it's it's I mean, top to bottom, it's it's as good as yeah. You know, I mean, if you think about the great trilogies of all time, like there really isn't a misstep in the Lord of the Rings. No, I mean there are. You know, like I said, the, the Return of the King is the best, but that's only because it's so great. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not the best because like the first one wasn't that good. Like the first one's really no, good. First, the first second one was, one's really yeah. good. Third one's just really, really good. Yeah. You know, but like there aren't a lot of trilogies like that. I mean, dude, when like in the second movie, when, when the Ents storm Isengard. Yeah. That's <laughs> the that's the part that got that. That was the moment where I was like, yeah, I think I need to just You're like start giant go tree back to beginning and watch hurling this. boulders. Yeah. <laughs> at, a, yeah. at a tower. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's I mean, you know, Andy Serkis. And Smeagol, that's like, that's, that's, yeah, that's good shit there. Yeah. You know, um, even, you know, some of the stuff that was done in, in fellowship, like there's dude, there's one scene. It doesn't matter how many times that, and I've seen these movies more times than I can, I could count. Like I can't even, I couldn't even venture a guess at how many times I've seen these movies uh, and the extended cut nonetheless. But there's one scene 
that gives me goosebumps every time I see it. Every time it is when they're in the prancing pony, and uh, they're ta- you know Frodo feels Strider or Aragorn making eye contact, like looking at him, and then he lights his pipe, and it and it burns up, and you just see his eyes underneath the hood. Every time, dude. I don't know what it is, and it, mm. you, you know, actually, I do know what it is. In the, I think it's in the animated version. The scene is played the same way. Oh, god! It. So it, it it's it's pulling on like that, you know, on that intrigue yeah. of my <laughs> childhood. The I weird, guess. the weird part of that that animated Lord of the Rings is that it's it's basically Stop, it's it's yeah, the it's Fellowship I, of the Ring and the Two Towers. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. And then that's it. Yeah, there's no, there's no. They like, did eventually make a movie called Return of the King. It's really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. It's like crappy. Yeah, I think I think they got like a different, they man did. And a different studio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking now about like, you know, even like the great trilogies, right? So, like, if you look at like the Godfather trilogy. Godfather mm-hmm. three. Okay. Oh, you know, uh, you look at even like the original star Wars trilogy, return of the Jedi. Again, not a bad movie, but it's, it's clearly a step down from the two movies that came before it. Mm-hmm. Right. Although I wouldn't say that there's a bad movie in that trilogy too. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah close. It's just, I, I think there's a different trajectory in uh, the Star Wars original trilogy because you have the great first movie, just the all-time classic middle chapter, and then the third one, which is good. Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight trilogy. The Dark Knight Rises, obviously, is not on the same level. No. I don't think, anyway, as the first two movies. Um, you know, I mean, I, I could, you know, some. I mean, then there's some movies that are no longer like trilogies now, some franchises that have gone too long. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you, but you know, that Lord of the Rings trilogy is, uh, consistent, man. Even the Hobbit trilogy is not consistent. I mean, it's consistent in that it's none of the movies are particularly great. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the different kind of consistency. Um, you know, yeah. even Sam Raimi's right. His Spider-Man trilogy. It's obviously Spider-Man three. Yep. You know? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Uh, here's one. Would you say that no way home is better than far from home? Well, it's not so much about whether the last mm-hmm. movie is better than the one. It's just more about overall consistency. Yeah. Um, like, you know, and I also have a hard time, like, the MCU stuff, like, yes, I understand that there are some, like, trilogies within it, but, like, I don't know. I have a hard time looking at those as pure trilogies because they're just... Like so parts connected. of a yeah of a much bigger story, mm. um, and they're pulling from other things that they're really not necessarily self-contained trilogies. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, look, I'm sure if I thought long and hard about actual trilogies, tried to find, but I don't, I don't know that I'm going to find one that's as consistently good as Lord of the Rings trilogy. Nah. I mean, just good I mean, ones. There's great trilogies and good trilogies, plenty of them. But I mean, yeah, I guess I mean, Star like, Wars, I, the original trilogy, would be the closest. Yeah, agreed. You know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Nope. No, and that's not even a. I mean, that's what five of those. Or well, there is not. I mean, now no, yeah. no, but I mean, like the the proper three. But yeah, that's gone on. Yeah, because I mean, you could long. right. Even you know the first three Terminator movies. 
Yeah, Terminator 3 is <sighs> obviously not nearly yep. as good. Ro- Robocop. Robocop 3. No way. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was with the uh, the Japanese robot. Yeah. That's funny. And changed actors in that one. What was the what was the um I'm trying to think about the guy who like played him? Homeless people. Oh that. Yeah, no, that's a movie's a mess. Right? Yeah. And it was like wasn't it like PG thirteen or something too? Yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna work. And then and then what's her name dies? Lewis. Did she die in that? Yeah. Horrible death. Yeah, no good. And the steps. Yeah. That's yeah. Bad. It's a really bad movie. I've watched it too many times too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so apparently because I like, clearly I watched it more that than whole I thing have. Right out of my mind. Yeah, I I I remember watching it. I don't can't say I've watched it multiple times. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, but uh, yeah. So I mean, what else do we have? Anything? Mm, no, I think I think we're good. Yeah, I think, I mean, there was a whole bunch of stuff that dropped on Disney Plus Day, obviously, you know, we, we talked a little bit about Thor, that's now available on Disney Plus, right. new shows, there was a nice uh, Path of the Jedi, the Obi-Wan sort of gallery, you know, behind the scenes look of uh, everything that happened on Obi-Wan, I don't know if you had a chance to catch that. I didn't. Um, you didn't. It's it's good, It you know, it's, um, it's it's a nice it's a nice way to kind of put it put at ease or kind of put to bed some of the bullshit of the prequel trilogy and you know um the yeah it's it's you know i i think like the emotional what what like i got away what i took away from from watching that was the camaraderie that was obviously built between you know, you and McGregor and, and Hayden Christensen and getting them to come back and, um, you know, what it means for them to come back and them being fully aware of, you know, the role that their, uh, their, their, their trilogy played in the hearts and minds of younger audiences, um, who are now, uh, you know, of age who probably have their own kids now, et cetera, and are, you know, kind of watching this show and, you know, there, there was a lot of um, honor and, you know, sort of responsibility held by those two two actors in particular um, who, you know, were the last two to play those characters and um, uh, Obi-Wan and, and Vader and that they, they felt like this um, responsibility of like doing it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it was it was it's good to see, you know, and, and like I. Like I've got my, I've got issues with parts of, of the show, but for for all intents and purposes, I it's a good, it was a good show. You know, I, yeah. I enjoyed it, and you know, watching the behind the scenes stuff um, makes me like it a little more because there was there's a lot of cool stuff that was done that you know that's again behind the scenes that you don't really see, but that kind of helps build and make that feel more real to me, I guess. So like some of the character work and you know, the animatronic stuff and, the, you know, like Zach Braff's, uh, like that mole face truck driver guy, like watching him with, um, almost like a mask, like a thing on his face 
and that's where they're getting the the articulation in the in the puppet. Uh, that's like amazing shit to see. Um, you know, listening to Hayden Christensen kind of talk about in his formative years when he was a, you know essentially a teenager and he was cast as Anakin Skywalker, how much he looked up to Ewan McGregor and like that that kind of built that rapport and, and respect between the two actors and then how they just kind of fell back into it uh, yeah. when they were, you know, practicing their, their saber stuff and all of that. Like, that's just good shit mm. to me, you know, like that's really, really awesome stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, w- one of the key takeaways for me was that I hope, and it sounds like maybe we won't be getting another series of Obi-Wan Kenobi and I'm okay with it. Yeah, that. I am too. I really am. Yeah. Uh, because his arc is complete. Right. And we know where it ultimately goes and that's Yeah. You know, there was some, something, um, you and McGregor said, um, specifically about kind of stepping back into, into, uh, the role. And he said, uh, he was insanely interested in showing, uh, Obi-Wan in defeat, you know, a man who, who is broken and lost his faith and the story of how he finds his way back, you know, like a, th- that is the, that is the arc that is Obi-Wan's story in, in that show. And, uh, I don't think we need any more than that, but it also reminded me of uh, another Jedi who lost his way and had to come back. Mm. And I'll leave it there. Yeah. You know, I, I went down this, um, trilogy rabbit hole. Mm. And I, I forgot a couple of my all-time favorites. Uh, the Evil Dead trilogy, mm. which now, but then again, again, going by my thing, though, Army of Darkness is not the best movie in that trilogy. No. At all. Uh, and I, my personal favorite is Evil Dead 2. I know there are people that prefer the original because it's a little more serious. I Evil Dead 2 was the first one that I saw. It's the movie that made me fall in love with the whole world there. I love the the balance, but the Planet of the Apes prequel trilogy, I adore that trilogy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Now, my personal favorite in that trilogy was Dawn, which is the middle chapter, mm-hmm. but those are all pretty consistent. Um, And then the Back to the Future trilogy, which again, Back to the Future 3, not as good. I mean, the best movie in that trilogy is by far the first one. Yeah. Um, people I know go back and forth on Back to the Future too. That's a, I mean, that's a, it, yeah, that's a good one though. It's not bad, but, yeah. But the first, yeah, the first one is like the the classic. You, you could pretty much just watch the original, yeah. and like you're good. Yeah, you know, like you don't really need to watch the other ones, which is kind of interesting. I like uh, the third one. No, it's not bad. It's entertaining. But it's not yeah. like you have to watch, like, oh my God, I, I need to see. Like, you know, have like I don't know that I've ever watched the original Back to the Future, which I love, and have said, like, I you know what, I need to just watch part two or three. Mm. Like, I'll watch them, but, like, I don't feel like I need to watch them. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, mm. so throughout, if uh, anybody's listening, if you want to tweet us, some of your favorite trilogies or trilogies where you think maybe the last movie was the best in the trilogy or that they, they held a certain level of consistency throughout. 
real trilogies, right? So not, don't isolate like three movies in a franchise, right? Like Rocky 1, 2, and 3 or something like that. Um, but uh, mm. throw them out there. See what, uh, see what some other people come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Now, thinking about Creed, for example. Yeah. Creed could very well just be a trilogy. It could be. Do you think the second movie is better than the first movie? Better than the first? Yeah. I loved Creed 2, as anybody who ever listened to our review episode for that knows. Um, I don't know. I like the first one a lot, too. Yeah, me too. I, you know, and there's a purity like those, to Those that two, one. they're very strong. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very strong. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we talked about... The, obviously this was ages ago but like that second movie broke me in ways yes. i didn't think <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't think i was capable of being broken yeah like, drop the soap but we'll see first where they wind up though that movie by the way is dropping in like november i think i know no trailer yet no hype yeah I, what's nah, going on with that yeah mm. they got time we'll see but, yeah. You know. Well, actually, it's March now. March twenty. Oh, is it March? They yeah, twenty twenty three. So yeah, I mean, we good. Directed yeah, we by did. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. How about that? All right. Well, All right. Cool. Yeah. So on that note, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, of course, you can go to thefanboygarage.com and check out all of our stuff. And you can join the conversation, including the trilogy conversation, on the social medias, the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter at The Fanboy Garage. And you can find me on Twitter at RealCLMighty. And you can find me on Twitter at AARonSpeaks. Thank you again for listening to episode 181 of The Fanboy Garage. Until next time, folks, we'll catch you later. You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast.